listening to the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast with, with your hosts, Sir Colin Campbell and Gary A. McGowan. Good afternoon, good afternoon. It's Sir Colin Campbell here and Gary A. McGowan, and you're tuned into the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast. We have a special guest dialing into the podcast today, uh, Hal Elrod, also known as Yo, Yo Pal Hal. Uh, before we, we get into Al and why he's here and, you know, what he's going to be, how he's going to be talking pretty soon at an event here in Canada, uh, we're going to touch base with Gary and get to know a little bit about Hal. Gear? Beautiful. I just brought Hal on screen so everyone on Facebook at a moment can say hi to him. But uh, Hal, you've been so kind to, to provide us with some bios and, and I, I got the one bio here I'm going to read. But first of all, Al, how are you? I'm doing well, and I'm grateful to be uh, to talking to you guys today. Awesome, awesome. awesome. Okay, we got lots of questions for you, but uh, here's a little background of Hal, and I know we're going to dive into some pretty cool stuff here in a moment, but uh, here's, here's Hal's uh, bio. After surviving multiple near-death experiences and impacting millions of lives uh, through his books, Hal Elrod is now on a mission to elevate the consciousness of, of humanity one person at a time. As the best-selling author of none of one of the highest-rated books in the world, The Miracle Morning, which has been translated into 34 languages, sold over 1 million Two copies. 2 million now. 2 million, that's right. 2 million <laughs> copies, that's right. Thank you, Colin, thank you. <laughs> yeah, he's got my back, Hal. He's got your back, too. Uh, and practiced daily by over 500,000. I'm sure that number goes up by the day. 500,000 people around the world, he is doing exactly that. He's here today to talk about the next step in his mission to help you take your life to the next level. His newest book, The Miracle Equation, The Two Decisions to Move Your Biggest Goals from Possible to Probable, probable to Inevitable. How wow. that is amazing. Wow. Love it, love it, love it. So before we, 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 we jump in, uh, Hal, why don't you give us a, a, a quick, uh, you know, 30 seconds, a minute, who really is Hal Elrod? Apart from all the number, the words on paper there, who's this guy that yeah. we're interviewing here today? Um, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a guy uh, who I, I care I care about people. I, you know, I, I recently had a conversation with a friend of mine recently, and um, I was talking about life on Earth and and yeah, humanity and the state of humanity, and uh, and he goes, "Life's good though," you know. And I said, "Yeah, for you and me." I go, how about the millions that are suffering? How about, right? I go, I said to me, I view every human being on the planet as a member of my family. Like you wouldn't let your daughter starve or suffer or I said that to him. Right. And I said, I said, so why would I let it, why would we let another person's daughter starve or suffer or son or mother or brother or father? So anyway, I don't mean to get too heavy, too, <laughs> too quickly. Um, but that, that's really who I've become is someone who, uh, I have always cared about the people closest to me, but it keeps, it keeps venturing out. Like the, the width of that care and concern, uh, is now that every person on the planet, I'm trying to figure out what are the challenges that humanity is facing and, and how can I take responsibility for helping to solve every single one of those issues? Um, and not alone, of course, but, uh, but collectively, uh, by inspiring other fellow members of humanity to, to do the same. So anyway, um, little, uh, I've never answered or started a show with that, that, uh, that, First that time angle, for everything. There you go. There you That's go. who I am. That's cool. How, okay. There's a lot in that. We could unpack actually. Yes. There's a, there's a lot in that. How does somebody go from you know taking care of themselves and their own family to to including everyone that they come in contact with or even everyone that they see is suffering? How do they how do they 
how does that happen? How do you bring those people into you say your your comfort zone, your realm type thing? I I appreciate you asking that question because it really my wheels start turning. I go, yeah, but how did I go from there to here, right? Because um, you know, growing up, I like you know my parents they were generous people, but they weren't like you know it wasn't Mother Teresa and Gandhi, and I was falling. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they're just normal working class you know Americans here. Uh, so. For me, um, uh, I think that we care about what we're exposed to, right? So um, we care about what we're exposed to. So if you if you see homeless people on the street, well, then you might start to care about that, right? If you start to really be present to their condition, you might care about that. If you don't ever see homeless individuals on the street, then you probably have no thought or concern or care about them. So what's happened, and same thing, when you're a young kid, the thought of caring about uh, you know, or let's say you're a teenager, the thought of caring about young children, unless you have a little brother or sister or something, you probably don't care much. They're annoying kids. But then when you have your own kids and you're, you're with them every day and you're present to that right now, all of a sudden your care grows. So I think there's, it's innate in our human nature to care about other human beings. However, we really only care about the human beings that we're exposed to. Right. And, and of course, that starts with ourselves because that's the one we look at the mirror every day. So most people are pretty self-centered. And, I, you know, I, am, I mean, I am, too. I care about myself. And you look in the mirror and you want to take care of that guy or that, that gal. Right. And then it branches out to the family and, and so on and so forth. So what's happened for me when I was 20 years old, I was hit head on by a drunk driver uh, in a, a head on car collision at 80 miles an hour, found dead at the scene, died for six minutes in a coma for six days, came out of the coma and was told I would never walk again. And that was the, a real pivotal moment in my life, or really not a moment, but a time in my life where I was questioning, like, I almost died. I did die. I died. Like, why did I die? Why did this happen to me? And most people, I think, ask that from a kind of a victim mentality. Why did this happen to me? I don't deserve this. I'm a good person. Well, for me, I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, how can I use this adversity to ser- to help myself, help hum- help other people? And that was, you know, at, at age 20, it was the, I, the idea was I felt compelled. I have a responsibility to overcome this in the most positive, productive, meaningful way possible so I can help others do the same. So that was kind of the start of it. And then you, you fast forward, that was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, really, in the last year, I've started really – studying documentaries on what, what the conditions are of different parts of the world. And so, I mean, that really is the short answer is that, that what I just said, which is the, the way I've started to care about all of humanity is I've exposed myself to all of humanity and really, and Googling what are the main issues society faces and then watching documentaries and going on YouTube and watching other people in other countries and then getting really quiet and present to, to those and realizing that's another human being. When they're starving, it hurts just as bad as if I'm starving or if my child is starving, right? You know, and so anyway, so, so that's really it. It's just, it's simply, instead of ignoring, I think most of us are like, you know, we watch the news and, oh, that's horrible what's happening in other countries. Click, oh, I love this show, Yeah. right? And for me, I go, that's horrible what's happening in other countries. And then I keep watching and then I keep watching. And then I go down the rabbit hole and I watch another video or another documentary on that same topic. And I get really, really present to that. And then I asked myself, what could I do about that? What could humanity do about that? If I were to rally other people, how could we potentially change that so that those, you know, thousands or millions of people don't have to suffer? 
you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, we have all the resources available to us to cure just about, I mean, most of the, you know, starvation, for example, I think it's like 646. I could be wrong, but it's roughly 600 and plus. Um, I think that's just children that die a day of starvation. Mm-hmm. I think between the three of us, we could probably solve that problem. You know what I mean? Like you do the math, yeah. you know, a yeah. few bucks a day to eat some food that'll at least sustain you. And literally the three of us, if we allocated part of our income, could solve that, right? So anyway, so that's it. Is I, I, I think part of it, number one, is being exposed to it. And then number two is realizing that you, that, that we responsibility for each other, you know? And I think those two things go hand in hand. Wow. Like there's so much that was mentioned there. And <laughs> that, that is just brilliant. Uh, I would... What I want to know, Hal, because uh, you've not had one, you've not had one, not two, maybe three. I think I heard or read before it was three near-death experience where you died, like you rightfully said, you died for a, a few minutes. And that was 20 years ago. How does one go from that experience where you'll never walk again, you'll never do this, you'll never do that, to now I'm going to go and change the world 20 years later? I'm going to make a difference. When all is said and done, I must have a huge imprint on this earth. Fill in the gap there for me. Yeah. So um, again, it, it's, it's in phases, right? It's not where you just wake up one, you know, I'm, I'm every day I'm, you know, I was, when I was 20, when I was in the, in the car accident, I had a sales job and I was just working to make money to, you know, do fun stuff and, 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 and be cool and, and buy a cool car. And you know what I mean? Like, right. Like it was all very self selfish uh-huh. aspirations and I don't even judge that as good or bad, but that's just what it is. Just is. Yeah. Um, so I think that it starts I believe that the greatest gift that we can give to those we love and those we lead, which is anyone that comes in contact with us, in my opinion, right? We, we're, we're leaders. If, you, if, if you're in proximity to me, right? Like right now, you know, I, I, we are leaders for each other. You say something, I say something that influences or inspires. We are leading the other to, you know, to something different or better. So I think the greatest gift that we can give to those we love and those we lead is to fulfill our potential so that we can help them to fulfill theirs, right? Because only when we're fulfilling our potential can we really, we, we can't give what we don't have, Yeah. right? You, you know, you can't say, well, hey, I read in a book that if you do this, you can, you know, have what you want in life. It's like, well, but you don't have it. Well, you don't really know how to help somebody else get what you don't yet have yourself. And so, um, so I think it starts with, if like, that's how, it, that, that, by the way, the, the slide that I end my keynote with is that quote. It's a picture of me with cancer two years ago. You know, I was, I weighed a hundred, I was six, I'm six feet tall. I weighed 127 pounds. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a hair on my head and my seven-year-old daughter and my four-year-old son were next to me and my wife, I won't tell you her age, but, uh, <laughs> and, and so, and that, that quote is on the screen that the greatest gift you can give to those you love and those you lead is to fulfill your potential so you can help others do the same. And so that to me is the starting place is that, look, you don't need to change the world. You just need to change your world so that you can help those you love and those you lead change their world. And once you do that, I think it's kind of addicting. I think it, you know, in a a really positive way where you go, wow, I can make a difference 
first in your own life, right? You got to put your oxygen mask on first as you know, as the, as the adage goes first in your own life, you're like, wow, I changed my own life. And then for me, when I overcame the car accident and such this, you know, they said I would never walk again. Three weeks later, I took my first step, you know, and I just, I went on, I mean, the rest is kind of history as they say. And I felt a sense of responsibility to help other people overcome their adversity the way that I had overcome mine, whether it was financial adversity or, you know, relationship challenges, it didn't matter because it was the principles of dealing with adversity that were universal. And so I felt like I, as a fellow human being, I have a responsibility to, to, to share what I've learned with other people. And the miracle morning, it was the same thing. I created a morning ritual that radically changed my life in 2008 when the economy crashed and I turned my life around in a matter of months and it felt like a miracle. And I told my wife, this morning routine I started doing, it's changed my life. I doubled my income. I, all these amazing things. And I go, it feels like a miracle. She goes, it's your miracle morning. (laughs) I, you know, it wasn't a book idea. Like it was just, but I thought I go, Yeah. I have to share this with other people. So I think, you know, to answer your question, it really is. It starts with fulfilling our potential, like proving to yourself that you are just as worthy, deserving and capable of everything and anything that any other person's ever accomplished or overcome. You're just you're a human being with limitless potential. You have just just the same within you. And, And then once you start working on yourself, then you start looking at those that are closest to you and you start helping them. You know, to me, that's what being a great friend is helping bring out the best in another person right it's not just having fun with somebody and and watching tv and mindless you know it's actually hey what do you want friend how can i be the person how can i be a person in your life that can help bring that out of you that can help hold you accountable to that that can inspire you that can push you that can pull you that can that can support you and encourage you in becoming who you need to be to create everything you want for your life and so you start on a small scale with yourself and then those closest to you and then it just starts to branch out you know and then you go how can i do it first you handle yourself then your family then your neighborhood then your community then your city you know what i mean right on and on and and for me it's changing the world. It's only because I've reached a point where my book is reaching millions of people in all these languages that I can think at that level. Like I didn't think this way until I had this opportunity or this platform to reach people. And then I started to go, okay, I was changing the lives of, you know, at one point it was everyone in my company. I would speak on conference calls. I would lead them for free every week. I would do a Sunday call nationally to just help people. I wasn't getting paid for it. I, there was no incentive other than I know things and I have experience that can really help other people. Who the hell, how, how could I keep that to myself? How yeah. selfish, how that's yes. to me, to me, that's wrong. And that's my opinion. I'm not, I'm not trying to project it on anybody and say, you have to think the way I think, but I'm just right to answer your question. It started out with, with me and my circle of influence. And then as that circle of influence grew, my desire to help others grew and it went from, you know, and, and now it is how can I reach a billion lives? That, that's it. I'm yes. trying to impact a billion people. And it used to be a million. And I thought that was a pipe dream. I'm like, I'm never going to reach a million people, but might as well go for it. Why not? And then we reached a million and then we reached 2 million. And, and, and so now a billion is still, you know, 998 mil. Uh, it's a long ways it's a away. Yeah, it's, it's a big number. <laughs> uh, yeah, 998 million away. So I, I got a long way to go, but I got, you know, I got a lifetime to do it. So I love it. Well, I love it. And, and now I'm sure as, as you've experienced, you have raving fans and people helping that message with you, right? That, that is, it's the whole momentum that, that gets behind your message. 
that's it. And, and that's what I've realized recently. I feel like I'm being called to form kind of a, a, a an alliance of conscious individual or messengers, if you will. Right. right. There's a lot of authors and speakers and, you know, that, that and podcasters, right, that uh, that we're all running our own races. Um, and so my my mission now to really reach this billion people is not not to do it by myself, but to reach out to these to, to fellow conscious messengers like yourself, right? And get us all together and go, hey, what does humanity need right now? Like, what do they need? What do our children need? What is what do we need logistically? What do we need emotionally? What do we need educationally? Um, and uh, and and then we get together and just create, you know, bring the collective wisdom together, and it's like. Um, get clear on what, what are the guiding principles and values? And then we go out and we, we deliver them through our own platforms and communities. Right. But now it's a collective message being delivered by, you know, to, to millions and millions and tens of millions and hundreds of millions of people. Um, so yeah, so that, that's kind of the, the next phase in 2020 that I'm, 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 I'm working on figuring out now how to do that. I love it. I love it. You know, there's two things that I'm going to take out for the last couple of minutes. One, I wish you had more passion. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding. (laughs) Kidding. And and all, and all fun and and joking that I think that's where the authenticity comes from, right? Hal and, and the, the, the energy to, that it takes to deliver this message and keep it going and and keep it at that large uh, moving momentum that we just talked about. But I love the line that you mentioned, Hal, um, you know, we're not here to change the world. We're here to change our world first. And then it starts getting out from there is that ripple effect. That's an amazing message. Yeah. uh, Yeah. That's very powerful. Um, I know at our, as a, as the keynote uh, speaker at our growth summit in uh, November 11th and 12th, you're going to be delving deep into uh, more the, the, Miracle Morning, the strategies behind that, you know, uh, life uh, savers uh, and so on. Now, your new book, uh, The Miracle Equation, you know, where it talks about, you know, massive fate uh, and massive action. I uh, would like to touch a little bit about uh, uh, a little bit on that book and absolutely and get some more more from you there. Yeah, and and I realized, guys, that we this this went down a totally different path than we intended, but <laughs> yeah. I, I hope it was valuable for people and get some thinking. And um and yeah, I think this is a good way to kind of you know um uh, finish off our, our the the remaining time. Um, so the miracle morning is for anyone that's not familiar with it, or if you are, either way, this will this will be valuable. Um, the miracle morning is a daily morning ritual, and it is designed to put you in a peak physical, mental, emotional and spiritual state so that you are at your best every morning as you head out into your day. And so the idea is that when you're, when you invest time in the morning to put yourself in a peak physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual state, then you are, you are the best version of yourself to, and to serve the roles that you serve, right? So when you do your miracle morning, you're a more conscious, aware, and intentional parent, you're a more conscious, aware, and intentional leader, a more conscious, aware, and intentional, just human being, right? So it really affects every area of your life. And the miracle morning, I would say it's the ultimate morning ritual. And I'll just, I'll kind of paraphrase um, Robert Kiyosaki. Robert Kiyosaki interviewed me on Rich Dad Radio. He read the miracle morning. So, so I saw him speak at an event. I'll back it up a little bit. I saw him speak at an event and I, uh, I had a copy of my book signed to him, but I'm thinking, I'm feeling insecure. I'm like, he's not 
going to read. This guy's worth like $80 million. He's sold like 30 million copies of his books. He's not going to read my little self-published book. This was like, you know, five years ago or something. It was like about five years ago. And, um, and then I, I, you know, that little voice, you miss all the shots you don't take, Hal. Yep, Go, yep. you know, there's no, you might as well give it to him. Who cares if he throws it away? You never know. I gave it to him and I thought he'll never read it, but I gave it to him. And it had a little note about how his books had changed my life. And three weeks later, I got an email from his assistant saying that Robert has read The Miracle Morning three times. Wow. And my jaw dropped right there because I'm like, nice. did he not get it the first, the first two, time? Like, what, yeah. He did it three <laughs> times. Like, that's, like I was, my mind was blown because this is like you know one of my heroes, you know one of my favorite authors at least, and and um, and he wants to have you on his Rich Dad Radio podcast, and I was like, oh, this is amazing, and so. Um, I went and told my wife, I was like, sweetheart, this is amazing. Robert Kiyosaki, you know, he read the book three times. He's going to have me on a show. And she goes, who's Robert Kiyosaki? <laughs> oh, yeah. like, uh, Rinse that poor dad. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what that deserves. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll paraphrase what he said at the yeah, end of the interview. Cool. And he was so, he was basically as passionate as I am right now about stuff. That's how he was about my book. He's telling awesome. his listeners, he would literally cut me off and go, everybody, you have to read this book. You have to buy this book. And I'm like, Thank you. It's amazing. Yeah. And we get to the end and he said, Hal, and, and I'm going to paraphrase this, but this is essentially what he said. He said, um, before the miracle morning, because the miracle morning is made up of six practices that you do in the morning, all six, six steps. Yeah. And he said, before the miracle morning, every single one of those practices was, I, he goes, I would, anybody on the planet that's highly successful, they will attribute their success to at least one of those practices, maybe two or three. He said, I was doing about three of them. He said, but I had never heard of, met or heard of anyone that was doing all six of these every single wow. day. And he said, if you do one of these practices, it will change your life. He said, but when you do all six, he goes, Hal, I really believe it, it, it is a miracle. Like that's why people, that's why your book is on fire. It's changed my life. He said, because it really creates miracles in your life when you do these six practices. And so at the event that I'm going to speak at, right, I, I wanted to touch on this because we're going to dive into these. I'm going to, I'm just not, I'm going to teach you how to do them in ways that you've probably never heard before for each of them. Even if you read the book, you haven't heard them because the book came out what are we at? 2000. So seven years ago, yeah. I, I've still been doing, you know, I've been learning about these practices and that's the thing is it's a lifetime to master. I mean, you can continue to learn more about how to implement them, new levels, new strategies, new iterations, etc. So that's the miracle morning. I'm going to deliver that at the event. The new book is the follow-up and here's why these work together. The miracle morning is a daily practice for personal development. The miracle equation is a process for goal achievement. Mm. And here's the difference in why you need both. You can dedicate time every day to your personal development and, and, and meditate and journal and read, and you can become the most evolved, intelligent, enlightened person you know, but still let fear hold you back from going after your biggest goals and dreams, fear or self-doubt. So personal development is the crucial foundation for success, but it is not enough. It's only half the equation, so to speak. Okay. And that's where the miracle equation is the process for goal achievement, which is okay. During the morning, you're, you're, you're developing yourself, but you need a process that when you, when the day starts, how do you pursue these goals and dreams that deep down inside you want, but you don't really know you're capable of because you've never done it before. You've never made a million dollars or you've never started a business or, you know, you've, you've never been the most amazing spouse. 
around or you need to create the most extraordinary results you can imagine what I call tangible, measurable miracles. And so the miracle equation, I'll sum it up really quickly. It is made up of two counterintuitive decisions that are deceptively simple in their explanation, but extremely rare in their execution. And that's what the book is designed to do, not explain them. I'll explain them right now. It's designed to, to teach you how to systematically execute these two decisions over and over again. Because if you study the world's most successful people, you'll find that every single one of them, they don't just make these decisions once. They, these are the way that they live their life. They wake up every day and they approach their life with decision number one, unwavering faith. The faith that they can overcome or accomplish anything and everything that they decide they want to accomplish. Now, that's not human nature. Human nature is I can accomplish what I've accomplished before. Everything else, I don't really know. I don't really – I'm not really sure. But if you think about anyone that's accomplished anything extraordinary, by default, it required stepping out on faith because they, they had never done it before. Mm. So the second decision is extraordinary effort. And, and when I say these two decisions are deceptively simple in their explanation, you go, okay, Hal, so unwavering faith, I got to believe in myself and extraordinary effort, I got to work hard. Thanks. That's so revolutionary. Now I know what to do, right? <laughs> no, extraordinary effort uh, is, it's not about working hard. It's not about 60 to 80 hour work weeks. It's not hustling and grinding. It's about intentional, intelligent and strategic systematic effort. So if I were to define extraordinary effort, it is this. Consistency or consistent effort over an extended period of time. And, and that's easier said than done. Most of us try something and when it's hot, it's new, it's fresh, we're infatuated, we're excited, we, we'll work hard. Then we get bored, we get distracted, and we shift gears and chase another squirrel and that thing falls to the wayside or we don't see results as fast as we want. So the miracle equation is about, because imagine this, imagine how would your life change if you truly knew how to maintain unwavering faith in anything and everything you wanted, no matter what challenges you faced and no matter how long it took, your faith never wavered. And imagine if you knew how to get yourself to put forth extraordinary effort each and every day for as long as it took until you achieved the most extraordinary results that you've ever achieved in your life, right? So you go, well, yeah, they're easy to understand, but they're not so easy to do. And that's what the miracle equation is designed to do. And I'm already, it's only been out for less than six months. I'm getting emails from people saying that was specifically like this gal, Miranda Martin, she overcame this debilitating health challenge. The doctor said there was no way. She applied the miracle equation, the mantras that I teach in the book. She called me the other day. She got my number for my sister. She called me and said, Hal, the miracle equation cured me of a disease, an autoimmune disease the doctor said was incurable wow. and they can't explain it. They, can, they don't understand it. She goes, it works. And I, I mean, I was almost in tears. I'm like, that is an incredible story. I think we just lost your audio there a little bit, Hal, but unbelievable on the fact that, uh, you know, your, your message, your, your energy, your, the information you want to give to people is changing people's lives. And, and we, we, we think that's such an amazing feat for you to be doing. And I, I know it's filling your bucket and what you need. I think my biggest takeaway from that is an extraordinary life is created by almost a string of extraordinary days. And 
in the miracle morning, what he's showing us is how to create those extraordinary days. And just by following those uh, routine that he that he mentioned, I know he didn't get an opportunity to go into it. Um, but some of those routines are, you know, having silence or devotion or meditation. That is one of the first ones. Uh, morning affirmations, uh, visualization, whether it's, you know, seeing yourself achieving these goals or maybe even having a vision board, uh, exercising. Right, uh, it's important to keep our our bodies and mind active, so we're constantly exercising, uh, reading. The most successful people are constantly reading, and he talks about journaling. So he, these are the six things that uh, he spoke about, and even Robert Kiyosaki mentioned that he does three. But if you were to apply all six of these to your lives, you know. Every day can be an extraordinary day, thus leading to an extraordinary life. So this is someone that I'm super excited about to hear from on the on the 12th of October, uh, November, sorry, uh, at the Growth Summit, because uh, he's just changed a lot of people's lives, not just with this book, um, the Miracle Morning, but with his new book, uh, the miracle equation. Yeah, it's and it's interesting because for the last two episodes have been more about mindset and and coaching, not coaching our our um, our businesses, but actually coaching ourselves, or coaching Absolutely. our mindset to do bigger and better things. And it's interesting. We are in the middle of doing a, a pretty large survey within our brokerage here, and one of the questions was wrapped around um, where do you need help the most, or what yes. coaching, what training do you need to see? And there is about seven or eight different things, and everything from lead gen to uh, transactions to negotiating to you name it. And the other one, or the last one, I got to mention is mindset. mindset. And do you know that is leading the pack by far. Really? People want mindset because they know if they can control uh, their their mind in a way and or expand what they're able to do, just as Hal's explained here, everything else falls into place. Um, and it's funny that we talk about mindset because one of my favorite, uh, well, I would say he's my mentor, even though he's not alive, but I consume so much of his material, Jim Rohn, and he says, success is something we attract by the person we become. So, uh, and there's this quote he talks about, you know, if you were to get a million dollars, it's quick that you become a millionaire as quickly as possible so you can keep the money. And it's changing that mindset where, if we want to be successful, let's emulate what successful people do, uh, which brings it back to Hal's, you know, six points, which, you know, silence, uh, affirmation, visualization, ex exercising, reading, and, you know, note-taking or journaling, scribing, so on. Right. I love it. I love it. So... That, uh, if you want to hear Al, see Al live in person, that's November uh, 12th. He's there specifically at the Real Estate Growth Summit. The Real Estate Growth Summit is um, over two days. That's two days. Yep. And uh, the Real Estate Growth Summit, or the Real Estate Growth Summit dot, uh, dot com, I believe it is. And uh, we'll make sure all the links are posted up there. It's a two day um, 
call it summit. It's a two day, you know, mind share, if you will, of some of the top real estate and business owners in not only in Canada, but in the States as well. They're coming up here to Toronto to share, you know, how they do business at a high level, uh, an amazing opportunity to network with like-minded individuals. Yep. And from, from all over, we have people coming from Vancouver to, to New Brunswick, Newfoundland and down in, in South of us in the States, as I mentioned. So that's November 11th and 12th. And just an amazing opportunity to hear from people like Hal and, and uh, we have know, John Montgomery. He's going to be there. Uh, we have uh, Kelly Manateas. She's going to be there in terms of uh, coaching. Who else do we get? We got um, okay, a couple of different real estate panels from from like uh, the rock star rookies to uh, high high producers and how they are operating their business and teams. So as you know, this is such an, an amazing opportunity, uh, the first of its kind here in in Canada, just like this. So we're pretty excited about that, and and we're honored to be a part of that and and really looking forward to it so again uh, that's november 11th and 12th uh, we want to thank hal for being on the show today and thank you for listening to to hal and uh as as we talk about in all of the training that you and i do and the coaching that we do what you learn today is only as good as what you put into it tomorrow so take this and and dive in go get his books first of all yes and, yes and take action right yeah absolutely uh, the biggest takeaway yeah take action for sure well, that wraps up our show. So again, you can always reach us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, you name it. It'll be on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Bye for now. Bye for now, guys. Take care.